My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 2023 Azerbaijan Grand Prix post-race chinwag roll intro. I'm going to try and make this sound a little bit more excited than the race actually was. Look, sport sometimes gives you nil-nil board draws, okay? It happens. And unfortunately, a track that typically delivers bangers, it's not what we got, is it? Um, welcome everyone, thank you all for coming, thank you all for joining me at a very different time as well, typically I don't do these in the evening, a couple of reasons, obviously a bit of an earlier race, UK time anyway, but also I'm up early tomorrow morning, I'm going to a, I'm doing a track day tomorrow, which will be fun, um, but it means I'm going to be out and I'd rather just get this done now because ultimately it's ain't going to be long, alright, there's not much to talk about from the race itself, there's some other things to talk about, but um, all in all, we're not going to dwell too much on this one, okay? We've got Miami next, next weekend. We'll move on from this one quickly. This one will not live long in the memory. Still getting ads, Rivet Head. Interesting. I have turned the, that option off. That is odd, but never mind. Um, thank you all for coming. Uh, welcome, TJ, Nick, Cameron, Cassandra, ZX, Diego, Adaptive, Mads, Thomas, Slarpy, Danae, Bass, Cena, Dees, Dex, Incredible Ish, Michael, Rivet Head, of course, Jamie, Jamie, two Jamies. Double Jamie, uh, Chris, Sarah, Prasless, Mile, Alex, Ryan, Thomas, Cody, Sense, Caroline, Louis, Gypsy, Gavin, Judy, Andreas, Jamie, Linus, Marcelo, and hello there. Um, obviously, different time as well, so I'm sure some of you don't typically get the streams. Um, maybe this is more appropriate to your time zone. So, big up. Where, where are you all in the world? Let me know in the live chat where you are. If you're watching live, if you're watching after the fact on YouTube, welcome as well. And I don't expect you to, I don't expect this uh, live stream to get many views, especially after the fact, because why would you want to reflect on this race? But here we are. I'm still going to cover it anyway, um, because I love talking about this sport, even when it's a little bit boring sometimes. There's always something interesting and exciting to talk about. And also welcome to everyone who's audio only as well, just through your is where we've got Uruguay, Portugal, Adelaide, Baku, go on Alley, Melbourne, Buffalo, New York, Boston, Colombia, Portugal, South Africa, England, Norway, Phoenix, Arizona, Sweden, Cheshire, France, Central Europe, Bristol, Canada, New York. I, lo I love how international we are. I love it. I love it. I don't know how you understand the way I speak, to be honest, but there you go. Um, you used to me by now. So... Azerbaijan, Baku, Sprint Weekend. We can reflect on it all. I've already done a live stream. I did a live stream after the Sprint Shootout yesterday, uh, talking all about my thoughts and feelings around that. So if you haven't listened to that, then if you just want to hear me talk about specifically the qualifying, which I mean, we'll cover it some, some of it here, because if there was loads to talk about in the race, then I'd just point you to that stream. But there's not loads to talk about from the race. So we'll talk about it here. But... um. First of all, let's start with a race rating. Out of 10, five is bang average, remember. 10 is the greatest race ever to have been. One is an absolute stinker. What are we saying? 
what are we saying chat give me some numbers okay give me some numbers and then i'll use those numbers to come up with a kind of average range and okay it's fours threes few twos few two okay okay all right we're gonna make a poll now so race rating out of 10 it won't live long in the memory that's for sure so i'm gonna put two or lower um i'm gonna put three i'm gonna put four and if you think this was a bang average race not good but not bad then there is a five or higher option for you maybe if you're a sergio perez fan you might um you might want to rate this a five or higher which is great this is, this is completely fair completely fair what are we saying what are we saying again i i think it's a combination of for me anyway with baku comes certain expectations do I necessarily expect wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing? Eh. I expect drama. I expect excitement. I expect something. So many races, you look, you look back at and they've been a bit dead and then some random some random has a shunt and then all of a sudden it flips everything on its head and it becomes a worldie, okay? There's less racing, okay? Some incidents happen, obviously, inevitably. Things do happen. Um, and we did have something happen in this race which brought out... A, a safety car but did it turn the race on its head eh, it didn't turn it on its head it maybe changed the outcome maybe and we'll talk more about that maybe but ultimately did it turn the race it, the race on its head no and um, also am i watching the indycar no i know the indycar is going on at barbara at the minute isn't it um i would be watching that if i wasn't doing this live stream but i wanted to get this live stream done tonight because again i'm going for a track day tomorrow so i'll just have to watch the highlights but up the Grosjean, come on, son. I, I I believe he's doing. He was doing quite well. I think he got to P one, but maybe now he's P two. Right, what are we saying? Um, in the poll, race ran out of ten. Thirty percent of you have gone two or lower. Thirty nine percent of you have gone with three. Twenty one percent have given it a four, and ten percent of you have given it a five or more. Well, if if this was the average race, the average level of entertainment quality will to will then that like, i don't think there'd be quite a many as many fans of formula one out there i'll be honest um and obviously a quick reminder as well audio only get it downloaded but for me it's a two it's a two mate it's a two it's a stinker now as much as um Obviously, Checo winning the race over Max was a little bit of a surprise and a welcome surprise if we won a championship fight. I think Checo is our only hope of taking the fight to Max. Um, if this ain't a two, I don't know what it is. I, sh I mean, surely it's a three at absolute best. But, man, like, not only did it disappoint by Baku's standard... I overall came away disappointed from Saturday as well. Um, how the sprint shootout particularly led to a race that was, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I th there is definitely more change needed to this sprint format to make it work. And the longer this sprint race format goes on and doesn't tick all the boxes, which I, I think the sprint format has potential. But I'm 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 understanding more and more as time goes on why so many and I'm sure so many of you watching 
are very skeptical and very against the sprint. I get it. I do think it has potential. I don't think it's going anywhere. And I guess my approach is how can we make the best of them trying to make sure there's competitive running on all three days? Because in my opinion, that's just, it's going to be the norm. It will it will eventually be the norm. So, uh, yeah, because I like a free practice session. But also, my job is to talk about Formula One and make Formula One videos on YouTube. Of course, I like practice. Like, come on. Like, most people watching aren't as into it as I am, as we are, all of us. The fact you're watching me, you obviously are really into Formula One. Most people watching are watching casually and couldn't give a damn about practice. So, of course, they're going to try and change the format to a... So it's like, for me, I'm just like, there's no point pushing back against it because it gets more eyeballs overall. More people watch in total if you have competitive running Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fact. So it's going to happen. My question is, how do we make the best of it? How do we make the best of that? Because right now, this isn't, this isn't it. It's not there yet. Hopefully it will get there. But I don't know. If you just did one shot, like it would make it better. No part for me, but whatever. Race, yeah, the race itself. The, the thing is, right, as well. If we're going to judge the sprint based on a weekend where the race was also a bit dead, you know, it's, it's like you can have a... The, the, yesterday was a bit dead. The sprint race was a bit dead. But was it dead because of the sprint? Or was it dead just because... In dry conditions around Baku, it's not a particularly exciting race in these cars right now, given where everyone was, like given where everyone is relative to each other. You know, like was it a bit because the race today was still a normal race and was a two out of ten race. So, again, it's like correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation in that regard, as far as I'm concerned. But so I think we do need to see more. But I know for sure that the qualifying sprint quality isn't right. Like I can already say that with absolute certainty. Sprint quality is not correct to what I believe it should be right now. I think it needs changes. No, I know it needs changes for sure. Um, but, you know, as well, you say it, Michael, you know, it's on the other teams now because Red Bull's car is not going to get any slower, okay? They're still going to be able to bring upgrades. They've still got... It's not like they have no ATR time now. They have no aero CFD time to develop. They still have aero CFD time. There's not much of it, but they still have some, so they can still continue to develop that car. It's now... The emphasis is on everyone else to utilise their increased levels of ATR, CFD, to catch up. It's on them. Um, but ultimately, like, the way things stand at the moment is that you know, Red Bull are making this look very easy and the only hope, again, we've got for a, for a championship fight at the sharp end, are, you know, just like 2014, Hamilton Rosberg, you know, Mercedes were clear, but them two were scrapping. They could trip over each other a few times. They could afford to battle because that car had such an advantage that, you know, it ended up being between the two of them and they didn't have to worry about Ricardo and his Red Bull. So, um, you know, it... Yeah, you can't. You, it's, but also sometimes there's a stinkers. It stinkers in sport. Not every, not everything's a worldie, right? 
Like if it was a worldie every single weekend, then it wouldn't be as much of a worldie. Like the whole reason Kevin Magnussen's pole position in Brazil was such a vibe was because he's in a Haas, which is always at the back. You know, when George Russell qualified P2 in uh, Spa in 2021, whenever it was, that's a vibe because he was in the Williams. Like, so sometimes you do need these stinkers to just level it and be like, okay, this sport can't always be super exciting. But at least we didn't get a Max Verstappen win, the man who looks likely to walk away with this championship. Nothing to do with it being Max. I would say the same if it were... Uh, in 2020, the last person I wanted to win was Lewis because he was in the quickest car and he was the quickest driver. So, of course, I wanted anyone else to win it. It's the same here with Max. But it's interesting. It is interesting. As this calendar moves more towards sprint races, will we see Checo Perez win more and more races relative because he seems a bit of a bit of an expert in these kind of what every single race he's won all five of them have been on street circuits at red bull that was like sakir's not a street circuit but whatever checo wins wins won the sprint as well won the sprint as well did checo perez very very impressed. Gotta say. Gotta say. Very impressed. Um, yeah, he has won six, isn't he? It's five at Red Bull that he's won. And one in the... Um, whatever. Cost cap car is killing F1. I disagree, Andrew. I, I think that, you know, Red Bull ultimately developed the best car. And you look at the split between the remaining nine and they are super close, super close from Aston Martin down. Like that field spread is, that's, that's what we want. We want that. If we could have that field spread, if we could have the same field spread between Aston Martin slash Ferrari slash Mercedes, whatever down to the bottom, if we could have that field spread across everyone, including Red Bull, that's, I think we're happy with that. You know what I mean? You've got like four teams that can competitively fight on any given weekend in any, in any different condition. It's just that Red Bull have kind of nailed it. Um, and good for them, you know what I mean? Like, it's a shame for the for the entertainment value of the sport, but they've nailed it. And, you know, is what it is. But yeah, Perez wins ahead of Verstappen. Scholler holds on by, what, eight tenths in the end? Uh, for the podium, which I was pretty surprised about. You know, Ferrari eats through its tyres like mad. He was about 16 seconds, I think, off the back of Max Verstappen by the end of the race. Something like that. Um, so certainly the Rebels had an advantage. And the Rebels were both pushing as well. So, it, you know, it wasn't one of these where you'd be like, oh, well, you know, 16 second gap, which isn't... 16 seconds is... I mean, we've had bigger gaps. We've had bigger gaps between, like, the, the top team and the next team. We've We've had, you know, bigger gaps. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think that Leclerc was pushing hard to keep Alonso behind. So at Baku, you know, the Red Bulls weren't, they were a lot quicker than the Ferrari. They weren't a stupid amount quicker. They were just a lot quicker. So they're still quicker, but not, you know what I mean? 
But Fernando Alonso almost caught him at the end. Um, and uh, Lewis Hamilton was giving Carlos Sainz something to think about towards the end as well. Um, Carlos in his Ferrari, Lewis in his Mercedes, Lance Stroll P7 as well. Kind of bowled it a bit. Um, went wide, turn 16, let Hamilton past. Maybe could have held him. I don't know if Stroll would have held Hamilton behind, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not so convinced of that. Um, Russell sneaking fastest lap again yet again making himself very unpopular with Max Verstappen <laughs> and uh, Lando Norris P9 Yuki Tsunoda once again another P10 another P10 for Mr Yuki Tsunoda two P11s two P10s in four races only two points on the board it's a shame Tsunoda like because the fairest way to really give everyone points is just to do average finishing position. That would actually be the fairest way to rank the championship. You know what I mean? Because Yuki's average um, average finishing position versus the amount of points he's got is very misleading. Very misleading. Um, but there you go. And a regular guy running. You got uh, you got my attention by using my surname. Well done. And you spelled it right as well. Big up. <laughs> but yeah Piastri just missing out bless him as well Oscar Oscar was not feeling well this weekend um, not at all he was having a bit of a a sick moment but not good sick you know what I mean ill sick and then Albon with um, one you know strategic you know shed a bit of weight um, a bit less drag by you know knocking off his front wing end plate and coming home P12 could, could, whoever what whatever it could have been it was I don't even know what I'm saying what's that even what's that even mean um, Alpine stinker as well absolute stinker from the Alpines stinky stinker filth disgusting um okay cool and the driver standards are therefore as follows Max Verstappen leads the championship by six points over Sergio Perez Fernando Alonso, still only 27 points off the back of Sergio Perez. That is a DNF and race win. Plus, fast is that for Fernando Alonso away. So, he's not... Lo At this early stage, it's important, you know, from a championship fight point of view, that the next closest driver, who is Fernando Alonso, doesn't lose complete... You know, the difference between P2 and P3 is three points. The difference between P1 and P3 is 10 points. So... You know, Fernando's got a hope for a couple of Red Bull DNFs at this early point of the season. I do, th I do think, I do have faith that you know Aston, Mercedes, Ferrari will somewhat close the gap to Red Bull by the end of the season. Do I think they'll completely close the gap? No, but I think they will somewhat close the gap. So I guess everyone's again from a championship point of view, you're you're hoping that Red Bull have have their technical gremlins earlier on in the season. And I mean, I tell you what, bloody hell! Like Max and Checo were both grazing that wall at turn what fifteen, whatever it is, like multiple times. They were not leaving anything on the table, as we saw from Nick DeVries' accident that put him out of the race. It could have gone very differently, very differently. Um, we'll get onto the Ocon pit stop drama, don't worry. There's not too much race stuff to talk about, is there? So there'll be plenty of time for that. Um, uh, Leclerc's the biggest mover, so he's moved up um, significantly. Of course, finally getting a Ferrari podium, first Ferrari podium of the season, goes level on points with George Russell. 
um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, Russell was 20 points behind Hamilton already, um, which I don't have, don't think is reflected performance, but I just think George has got a bit unlucky. Um, and Lewis has probably done slightly better than George in the races as well. Um, no big movers otherwise. Sonoda got a point on the board, so he moves up to P16 ahead of Albon and Magnussen. Um, right, and so constructors are 90, 93 points between. Yeah, I mean, constructors like Red Bull won that. I don't really care. Do you really care? I don't really care. Um, I mean, that was always going to be. Because this is the championship where, oh, it pays to have two drivers at the front really close to each other. Because, um, again, look, if, if you look at the driver standings, again, if, if Max had won every single race or if Checo had won every single race, then Alonso wouldn't be within 33 points of the lead. He'd be a lot further back than that. So, again, them taking points off of each other, it gives a degree of a chance, a, a little a little bead of light of hope, you know. Because as much as I'd love, actually, that's that's a good um, good little poll question. What would you rather? Would you rather um, a Max versus Checo title fight or a Max slash Checo? Versus one other title fight. Here we go. So would you rather it be a like Red Bull, they take off, fine. But then it's Verstappen versus Perez and they actually have a genuine fight. Or would you rather it be, you know, Alonso fighting with, say, just Verstappen. Or Hamilton fighting with just Perez or whatever at the, at the front. Also, I spelt, I added a J in Checo's name for some reason. Who's <laughs> Shit, Checo? <laughs> it's the pronunciation, right? Come on. <laughs> that was a, that was a little slip of the old finger. That was whoopsie daisy. Hmm. Um. So most of you, sixty-eight percent of you, are saying you'd rather it be a fight, basically one of them fighting with someone from another team. Which, yeah, I guess the implication from the second option is that one of those other teams does catch up to Red Bull somewhat, I guess. Which is, whereas if it's a Max versus Checo fight, that Red Bull could continue to increase its gap. You know, you, you like to think with these regulations, if they stay stable, then there is kind of a performance ceiling, right? That everyone gets to eventually, well, not necessarily everyone gets to, but is reached at some point and then there's not much more performance to gain. But yeah, a, a good teammate duel. It's, it's been a while since we've had a really good teammate duel at the front. Like, Well, it's been since Hamilton Rosberg, isn't it? In terms of um, will to will. Do I think that's going to happen this year? I'd love to say yes. Um, I don't, if, if every race was at um, Baku and, and, and Jeddah, if it just alternated between those two races, then maybe, but um but unfortunately, I just, over the course of an entire season, we saw this many a time with uh, Valtteri Bottas after the first kind of few races, looking like he's in a really strong position to fight with Lewis. But to do it over the course of an entire championship, when you're up against a driver of the absolute quality of Lewis Hamilton and the absolute quality of Max Verstappen, it's a tall order. It's a tall order. But 
Checo's got nothing to lose, has he? You know, it, it, this is the opportunity. This is the best opportunity he's ever going to get. You know, in this seat alongside Max Verstappen, when there is no other teams, there's 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 no other teams that can hang with Red Bull right now. So this is Checo's best opportunity because I like to think that next year there will be other teams who <laughs> who will have uh, closed the gap. Sorry, I just saw your comment for me to bone. Shed Shedder. He should release his own cheese. Shedder cheese from Checo. Checo Jedder cheese. There you go. Boom. Lovely. Marketing. That's what that is. Marketing, baby. Oh, dear. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, never mind, eh? We move. Right. Okay, cool. So, um, they're the driver standings. Those are the constructor standings. Constructors, no movement at all in terms of positions. Um, just more points on the board for Aston Martin and Mercedes, Scuderia Ferrari jumping up big in terms of points, but still behind Mercedes. Um, so there you go. Jamie, thank you for the 299. Appreciate it, mate. Just got to say W for Alonso advising Stroll. That was, that was mad. That was actually mad. Is this live or pre-recorded? Monkey smoke. This is pre-recorded. Um, right. Predictions time. (laughs) Predictions time. So. The reason this was a little bit delayed is because I was updating the predictions. For the 2022 Azerbaijan Grand Prix, world is in stinkers. Starting with, actually, no, we'll start with the previous predictions. So the, the this is what, should we do that? No, no, let's, let's start with mine. Let's start with mine. So my prediction, not my predictions, stop, stop being stupid. <laughs> My worldies and stinkers from the 2023 Azerbaijan Grand Prix are as follows. No big surprises here. Worldie drive, Checo Perez. Stinker drive, Nick DeVries. Worldie team, Red Bull. And stinky, stinker team, Alfa Romeo. I am cooked. That is true. That is very true. Um, Worldy drive, look, could have given that to, I think, Fernando. Really strong drive, considering the issues with DRS. Almost got on the podium. Very impressive. Charles Leclerc, don't think he could have done much more with that Ferrari that's underneath him. Um, Piastri to almost get in the points when he was ill as he's been, I guess. That's kind of impressive. Um, Stuck in a bit of a DRS train for a lot of the race. They're the drivers that really kind of... Uh, yeah, they stand out to me. Is my camera face tracking? Um, no, it's it, the focus kind of stays on my face. So, um, Stinker definitely DeVries. I mean, I mean the the Alpines had a bit of a poor day, but I mean Ocon couldn't have done much more starting in the pit lane. Um, Bottas didn't have a great race, but he did get damaged, so you don't know how much that accounted for his issues stroll didn't have a great race he was very lucky to not um take himself out but then he did also pull a really good overtake on russell i think it was wasn't it um i mean devries is the one that stands out because he literally crashed into the wall on his own and put himself out of the race so um and then worldy team red bull i mean yeah sometimes you just have to give it to red bull because they were just one two you know uh, just because they didn't get a pole position, like points aren't won on 
Fridays or Saturdays now. Well, they are one on Saturdays in the sprint. I can't. Say, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> you can't just say points are one on Sundays. No, you have to be very specific. Um, yeah, I mean, just great job. What can I say? Um, top tier from Red Bull. Top tier from their drivers as well. And then Stinker Team. Alfa Romeo, Alpine again because of the you know the numerous Gasly issues, some which were his fault, some which weren't, um, over the course of the weekend. And Ocon, I mean, they rolled a dice with Esteban, didn't they? You start from the pit lane as was Nico Hülkenberg. You expect a safety car, which we did get, but we didn't get a late enough one to help them two out. So, yeah. Um, they're mine. Yours are exactly the same. <laughs> I do mine before yours, so I'm not influenced, and we agree on this one. So 65% of you have gone Checo for Worldy Drive. Um, of the 589 of you who voted, sorry, I didn't give too much time to vote, but I want to do this, go to bed, and I've got to be up at like half five to do my track day. Um, so you've got Checo, Leclerc, 11%, Alonso, 8%, and Sonoda, 7%. To be fair, yeah, P10, qualified P8 as well, and was unlucky with the safety car timing as well, was... Man like Yuki. Um, <laughs> welcome, Halito. You didn't get a notification, Fuming. YouTube. What are you doing? Make sure, if you're subscribed, make sure you click the notification bell. So like Halita, you'll, well, hopefully get a notification. But maybe you won't. Maybe it's a waste of time. You do what you want. <laughs> I can't make you do anything, all right? Uh, Stinker, 68% of you gave it to Nick DeVries. 15% Valtteri. Again, Valtteri had damage, so... Eh. Um, hard to be too harsh on him. Gasly had issues all weekend, didn't he? Science is, yeah, science was a bit of a, I, I'm, I'm concerned for Carlos. I am concerned somewhat for Carlos Science. I am. Um, it's not been good for him recently, is it? He just doesn't seem to be on, where Charles is just pulling out these unreal laps in qualifying. Carlos just doesn't seem to be able to hang with him at all at the minute. So we'll see. Um, Worldy team, 72% Red Bull, 15% Ferrari, 7% Aston Martin. Much better job than I thought they'd do, especially in the hands of Fernando. And 5% McLaren. Good qualifying. Lando thought he could have got fourth in qualifying, which, I mean, maybe that's optimistic, but maybe he could have. Um, in the race, yeah, it was just a bit of a, a Ocon train. Um, with Ocon and Hulkenberg staying out, it really hindered Lando's race massively. Um and uh, Stinker Team, you've given it to Alpha 46%, 37% Alpine, 7% Alpha Tauri. Eh. I mean, yeah, they sent Yuki out like a crab, didn't they? So yeah, actually that's great. That that's fair. That is pretty stinky. Did Alpha Tauri get a punishment for that? Did they get a fine or something for sending Yuki back out on the sprint like a crab? I don't actually know. I got I, I I didn't I didn't hear about it, so five thousand euro, is that it? Um, and then Haas as well. Yeah, not a great weekend for Haas because, yeah, I mean, well, look, the predictions that we both had, I'm going to start, we'll, we'll start by roasting yours first. Um, these were your predictions um, for this weekend. So, race winner, incorrect. 23% of you and Sergio Perez and the 23% were correct. Worldly drive, Joe, no. I mean, he didn't even finish the Grand Prix. He was... The Alfa Romeo just broke down on him because it was too hot. He was running like P13, I think. Um, Stinker Drive, well done. <laughs> well done. You got Nick DeVries. I mean, you got Nick DeVries every week and usually you're right. 
unfortunately for him. Um, he needs to sort it out for sure. Uh, worldly team, easy Red Bull, fine. Stinker team, Ferrari, no, Ferrari actually did all right. Ferrari actually did okay. Yeah, I don't know how 5% predicted Joe to win. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, and then my predictions somehow were even worse than yours. So I got Max wrong. Worldly drive Hulkenberg. I mean, he did what he had to do to try and, you know, luck into a late safety car to get on in the points. But yeah, it wasn't great. Stinker drive Stroll. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the worst call because Stroll, you know, you look at where Fernando finished relative to Stroll. Yeah, Stroll put in a good overtake on Russell, but also he was so lucky. Like, he hit that wall harder than De Vries, I think. I think. I think he hit that wall harder than De Vries, but he just glanced it more. I think it was, it was more of a glancing blow, but it was a heavier blow, but he got away with it. So, um, only because Fernando sabotaged Stroll with a brake <laughs> I love that. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Um, worldly team has <laughs> moving on. Uh, stinker team Aston Martin. Yeah, they did a lot better than I thought they would. I'd, I thought they'd have a bit of a shocker to be honest. But I mean, uh, Fernando said, you know, this is you know been probably their worst track, and they still managed to finish less than a second off the podium. So I didn't believe in our plan. You're right, Pankin, um, and I was wrong. So there you go. Aston's built like a tank. It is green. It is green. So, um, you know, that's an extra fifth. That, that, maybe it's Kevlar in, in the paint, you know. It's Kevlar reinforced carbon fiber. So, yeah. L, L's from most of them, but this is what you lot came up with. Right. Fantasy League as well. I don't know how I've managed to talk without really going into the teams for like 40 minutes, but there we go. You're welcome. Um, right, Fantasy League. Mm, wait, that's not updated. Why is that not updated? Wait, what? Hang on. There's always something wrong. Right, ignore that. Um, this is where I am in the world now after four races. <clears throat> I am 325,857th in the world. Don't, don't at me, all right? Don't at me, just because I'm that sick, all right? I'm that good. I'm that good. <laughs> all right, let's replace that. So then we've got the nice upgraded uh, team graphic, lovely chubbly. Right, so that's where I am in the world. Um, this week, I got I brought Hulkenberg in, which was not good. Um, I also bought in Lando Norris, which after qualifying, I was feeling pretty happy about. And then the race and the sprint also happened. But at least I had Checo in there to get big points. At least I had Max in there and the Aston Martin and the Red Bull. So, yes. What happened to my Frank Green? Um, I don't actually know where it is. I think, it, I think, it's, in, I think it's in the bedroom. It's a bottle, by the way. You've got 1,187 points, have you, Ali? Well, I've got 1,141. So, and I haven't used any turbos or anything either. So, I'm holding on to those because I don't want to. I don't want to go full send too early. But yeah, that's where I'm sitting in fantasy league. So at least I remember to change it. Again, <clears throat> Alex and Lando, 
had way more pace than I think they could show in the race because they were stuck in, you know, in, in the Ocon train. So could have been better. Could have been better. But Tomo cheats on this. How would I cheat, Liam? Unless I like photoshopped these results. Like I just add a three to my or 30 to my two points. Um, but anyway, Fantasy League's nine. Right, all teams. Yeah, let's start with Red Bull, actually. Let's do it in a, in top-down order. Top-down order. Um, Red Bull Racing. Pretty, um, pretty, pretty impeccable. Like, you know, they didn't qualify P1. Cool. Fine. They won both races, so... I don't think they that asked. Like... Having a quick car in one, it just shows, doesn't it? Having a quick car for around one lap versus a quick car in the race. I mean, the, the Red Bull wasn't, that front wasn't even close to the Red Bull. Like, Schell got overtaken so easily, particularly by Max. Checker had to work a bit harder for it, but still, like, on another level. Um, incredible. And you got to say, I was kind of surprised. Do, do we think Red Bull made a mistake bringing in Max when they did? Because... Obviously, watching the broadcast, you see De Vries parked up. You see it on the on the TV screens. And obviously, Red Bull have got the trace. They can see that De Vries has stopped. And you can see on the replay, you can see his left wheel pointing in the wrong direction. It felt like watching the, watching the broadcast, it felt like there might have been just about enough time. Because obviously, there's delay in, you know, the live car on track, there's a degree of delay between seeing the video feed, knowing exactly what's... Has DeVries, DeVries just, you know, I don't know, locked up a bit and, you know, has to carry on? I, I think that it's easy... Like, like on, on the face of it, it looks like Red Bull kind of made a bit of a mistake and they could and maybe should have foreseen the safety car looking at the damage to DeVries from the image that we saw on the TV screens that they also see. Um, but they brought in Max anyway. I, I, I guess, you know, it's it's a double stack if they don't bring Max in, um, which is potentially going to... It's going to be fine for Max, but it's going to hurt Checo, you know, a bit, potentially. So... Kravitz said Red Bull may have thought the car could move, so not needing a safety car. Well, that's the thing. If because because car was like perpendicular to the wall, wasn't it? So it wasn't like he could he could just reverse back into like a place where they could just pull the car away. Like they had to get machinery out to pick it up. And again, the front left suspension wishbone, whatever was was snapped. So, um, but the thing is as well is that when Max came in, Checo was catching Max. Like Checo was reading him in. He was within a second at the time. If Max hadn't pulled into the pit, then Checo's like potentially on for a turn one overtake. So it also, bringing Max in, it also diffused any potential situation there as well. Um, so it... <laughs> Which I was, I got, I got to be honest, I was excited. I was like, "What's going to happen? Now? Is, is Perez going to go for it? Are Red Bull going to tell Checo to hold position? Blah blah blah." We, we didn't get to see it because Max came in the pits, and again, maybe that 
maybe Red Bull were just like, you know what? Like, let's just bring him in. It might be a safety car, it might not be, but let's bring him in. The worst that happens is we lose, like, you know, you've got your teammate behind you. We Yeah, they lost position to Leclerc as well in the end with Max. But also on the restart, you know, you look at how easily Max got past Charles um, as soon as DRS opened up. Like, I, I, I don't think Rebel would have been massively concerned about being behind. Because Leclerc's not going to fight that easy. What's the point? What's the point? So... Yeah, I think we did miss a little bit of a potential fight there because Checo did, was closing in on Max. Like, for sure, he was. Um, so they brought Max in. Why didn't they pick Checo? Yeah, and, and, and again, I think the... I guess they could have... The thing is, it, the driver ahead, you ask Max to pit, is the driver ahead, so he just comes in. If you're asking Checo to pit, but then Max stays out, well... No one's forcing... You can't force Checo to drive into the pit lane. If he thinks, well, no, 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 I don't want to be brought in, like, he could just ignore that team order. Whereas, it's less likely to happen if you're the car in front because, well, you, you can't react, you know what I mean? Um, the driver gets pit preference as well. Yeah, look, as as much as it's it's been easy to it's been easy to kind of criticize somewhat criticize Red Bull for you know you know it's all Max's team blah 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 like I think they they treated both drivers very equally in this race and it ended up playing out in in, in Checo's favor for sure I think Checo had slightly more pace than he seemed more comfortable like they were pretty much almost at like fifty one forty nine that advantage. Perez, I think, just in terms of pace, um, and and the fact that you know when Checo was ahead, Max, you know, fell back. If anything, um, it wasn't. He, he was saying in the post race, Max, um, that it was only the last ten laps that he felt kind of comfortable in the car because he was messing around with the settings on his steering wheel to try and get a, a balance that he liked. And yeah, look, he, he he couldn't he couldn't reel Checo in, and, and Checo deserves full credit for for just being quicker than Max, like. In the race, he, he was able to get ahead through a degree of fortuity, but he then stayed ahead, and if not, opened that gap up. So, you know, I, I, I was um, I was happy with how it was. There was hands-off management. Again, the safety car kind of helped them because Checo, you know, Checo's gonna, of course, he's gonna fight Max. Of course, they they know that it's it's they're against each other, um, and they've got a car advantage. So. They don't have to worry too much about what everyone else is doing. Um, question, as you say, Patrick, does Checo have a chance in the championship? Now, look, we've had we've had four races. Three of those races have been street circuits. Australia, technically, is a, is a, is a street circuit. Um, although Checo had big issues in, um, in Australia, of course. He had issues in qualifying. His car was pulling forward when he was trying to slow down, whatever. And... Um, you know, Checo's said in the post-race, you know, if he didn't have the issues in Australia, he feels like he'd be leading the championship, which maybe he would. Um, does Checo have a legitimate chance? You know, we go to Miami next, which is another street track. Monaco isn't that far away, another street track. I don't know. I... I I really want to say yes. Of course, you know I do. Of course I want to say yes. But just Max is that good. 
And, and we've seen it so many times in, in the past when, you know, you can start a season strong. You can also end a season strong. You can also take a little bit more time. That certain drive, like Carlos Sainz is a good example of a driver who I think who typically takes a little bit more time to settle in to a car over the course of a season. Second half of the season, he typically is a bit stronger than his, his first half, you know. Um, welcome, Mo and all. Thank you for coming. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hope so. That's all I can say. Do I actually believe it? Would I actually put money on Checo winning the title? No, I wouldn't. But I hope so. I hope so. Because it would be phenomenal to see. But most of that hope would be out of desire for wanting a championship fight of some kind. You know, even if it's teammates fighting. Sweet, I'm happy with that. That's fine. Um, but do I actually believe it's going to happen? Probably not. But while Red Bull have got a car advantage, it's not the end of the world. As long as they're not crashing into each other, Red Bull, I think, will be happy. Picking up one-twos, whatever order the drivers are in, let them duke it out themselves. Maybe eventually it will come to blows. I mean, from a drama point of view, that'd be, that would be exciting. No question. Ricardo Verstappen all over again, right? Aston Martin. Aston Martin yeah I mean I think damage limitation again from, from what Fernando was saying you know he didn't feel they'd be strong going into this weekend I didn't think they'd be strong going into this weekend got a very weak DRS that Mercedes power unit doesn't seem great down the straights but you know second quickest car I think race pace wise this weekend um, I, the only reason he didn't get past Charles was just because Charles did a phenomenal job um, and Fernando was starting down in what P what did Fernando qualify I can't remember You'll let me know in the chat. DRS fouls as well, exactly. So, so to still get up there, really good. So that that's a really good race car. That's the mine. Really good race car. Sick. There you go. Um, P six in qualifying to P almost P three, but P four in the race in the end. So yeah, Fernando just doing what he does. Like you got a driver as, as quality as Fernando Alonso, you know you can rely on him to to get the best out of it. And and Lance was he had his he had his, he had some good moments, but he was a very lucky boy. Very lucky boy. To get away with that contact. Um, no, it's a track that bites. It's a track that bites. You need to be alert on a street circuit. That's what Jodian says, you know. Um, but yeah, all in all, they can be happy. Aston Martin, they can be very happy with this weekend, for sure. We have not talked about the pit lane drama yet. I just want to go through all the teams first. Um, not much more to say. Already kind of covered that. Big up world on Fernando Alonso. Almost three P3s, four P3s in four races but it was three p3s and one p4 in four races that makes sense um mercedes yeah i mean it's all right like you know lewis got heavily done over by that um that safety car didn't he because he just pitted so i think he lost like five positions i think Lewis, yeah, was probably at best on for, I don't know. I think maybe he could have finished ahead of Science, but I don't think he would have finished ahead of Fernando. Um, yeah, it's just customer team quicker than them once again. I think, you know, Fernando comfortably had the measure pace-wise of the Mercedes boys. Yeah, it's still not good enough. What more is there to say? There is not. But it's going to take time for old uh, James Allison coming back to turn that turn that ship around. So we'll see. 
Ferrari, again, better than expected. Leclerc did very good. Oh, mate, Charles Leclerc, man, is so good. He's so good. He's so good, man. Like, it's easy to forget sometimes, just with all the Ferrari clownery, just how good Charles Leclerc is. And, like, it's just such a shame that he hasn't been able to... He, he's not been given the package to fight over the course of an entire season because we know from the start of last year that he can do it. He's got it in his locker. He's got a bottle in his locker as well. But that bottle's getting more and more empty over time, surely. You know, he, he's going to get a... Put a lid on it, you know? Put a lid on the bottle, Charles. Because on his day, he's just... Over a lap, he's untouchable, man. Like, literally. On, over a lap, he's ridiculous. Like, the job he's doing in that Ferrari, top tier, top tier. And, and P3, you know, you can't realistically expect him to have done anything more, especially with the Aston Martin race pace, I think, being better than the Ferrari. So, but yeah, Carlos Sainz is, is a concerning one. Although, to be honest, like, if Ferrari do give Charles Leclerc a title-winning car, you also want a number one and two driver. And right now, science is stinking of number two driver. Or, like, fully, isn't he? So, is that, a, is that a terrible thing? You know, that Carlos is, is a bit off of Charles? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But yeah, he was more than a pit stop behind Leclerc. Exactly, Jack. It's not good enough. But then if that if, if you want a number one and two driver, then it's kind of what you got right now. You know, the, the, the challenge for, for Mercedes, if they get a, a title competing car, is what do they do with their drivers? You've got Lewis and um, Georgia, two of the closest drivers in Formula 1 at the minute. That's a difficult... You've got to prioritise one. If if you've got multi-team fighting at the top, if you want to win a driver's title, you've got to, you know, you you have to prioritise one because you're going to take points off of each other. Ferrari, you don't need to think about it. It's Charles Leclerc. It just is. So that's the one kind of silver lining maybe from Carlos' struggles. But I do... Like, I've got a lot of love for Carlos Sainz. So I hope he turns it around. But it's not looking good, Brev. Not looking good. Alpine. <laughs> I guess we should talk about... Um, not much to talk about with Alpine, apart from that absolutely appalling pit lane incident. Oh, my... Like... There's a picture, right? I retweeted it earlier. Let me... Um, let me find it. There it is. Save that to my downloads and then drag it on screen like what what the is going on what like just just look look at this look at this you're audio only sorry if you're audio only the image is of Ocon bearing down on all of these people at that time doing probably about what what time do we reckon his um what speed do we reckon he's doing at this point chat? Uh 
just so we can help out the audio only listeners. So Ocon's come into the pits. He's done the little left, right, left, and he's just straightened it out to come up to the line. Yeah, probably like 100 mile an hour, 150 kph, about hundreds. Yeah, but I'd say about 100, maybe 90, 100 mile an hour. Okay, so like. I mean, you're driving down the motorway in the UK, UK speed limit, and that's 70 mile an hour, which I only ever drive at 70 mile an hour, of course, obviously, only. I'd never do more than that because I'm a very good boy. And it's 70 mile an hour. 20 more than that, okay? So you see some Muppet in a Mercedes in the fast lane, probably doing 90. That's how quick he's going in an F1 car with essentially like a, a sword on the front. Like that front wing... It's like a sword. Like you've got you've got two front wings there. Take off some ankles if you're not careful. Like that image. Again, sorry, audio only listeners, but I mean, if you didn't see what happened, Ocon drove into the pits. These FIA lot and all these little like photographers dawdling around and security and all that. Oh yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna tape off the pit lane entrance. Yeah, we'll just do that. Here we go. Oh my god, it's just about awkward. <laughs> and it's like you got Ted Kravitz like losing his mind on the thing. Like it was it was li- it was like some the way he was like shouting, which he was like rightly so. It was like something out of a horror film. It was like there's there's Ocon's coming into pit, but there's people in the pit lane. It was like what? Image looks like it was taken in. Image looks like something out of WRC. All these like like group group B WRC when you had all these lunatics just standing in the middle of the road and these cars going like 120 miles an hour on gravel right past them. Like, oh my god, how is this allowed to happen? Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised Tip was so stressed because he thought he was probably about to witness this massive like multiple fatality. Like, seriously. Like, even where... What's the pit lane speed, speed limit? Is it 60Ks? Which is about, what, 40 mile an hour? <laughs> Sound like Dobby. Maybe, maybe that's my... um. Is it eight, 80 kilometers an hour? So, eight, that's like 60 mile an hour, isn't it? So, so, so even, like, again, the, the line is when you need to get down to... 80Ks or 60 mile an hour. Oh, 50 mile an hour, sorry. 50 mile an hour. Um, so, yeah, he's doing like 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour at this point, hurtling towards these people. Like, it's easy to lose track of, like, they're still going quick down the, when you got the pit limit on. Like, relative to a human being. Like, you, if you get run over, you're, you're almost certainly brown bread. Like you're you're not waking up from that one, ah. <sighs> but and apparently was it the FIA have summoned summoned themselves because it, it was like FIA security here allowed people to go out. <sighs> same same thing happened with Albon in Australia. It did, it did. You're right, sword. You're right. I don't think it's blown up because I think it's equally. Like, obviously, this is more clear and obvious that, oh, my God, what the hell's happening? But, like, the same happened with Alex in uh, in Australia. There was, there were people, no one was actually standing on the, on, on the, 
the track surface, like no one was standing within the white lines like they are here, but people were still stuck, like really close, like waiting to run on when that album pitted right at the end. Mate, this, like, that could have gone very differently. And then the whole tone of this is incredibly different. You know? Imagine this in the early 90s before pit lane speed limit. That's a, yeah, Esteban said afterwards, you know, if he locks a brake, if, if he misjudges somewhat, you know, if, if it just takes one person to get a bit confused and like run the other way. Yeah, man, I don't know. Oh, you think taking out multiple people into the season? I, I, I don't imagine Martin, to be honest. I have no idea. But yeah, that was sketchy. That was very sketchy. And that was about the only thing to talk about from uh, from Alpine's weekend, really. It was just an absolute shocker. Gasly had a shocker, crashed, but also he had loads of issues with his car. Ocon changed bits on his car, part Fermi, blah, blah, blah. Finn, done. Alfa Romeo, absolutely awful Romeo. Awful Romeo, let's call them that now. Awful Romeo. That works. Awful Romeo, the only car not to reach Q3 so far this season, by the way. There's only one car now, now that Yuki made it, got P8 in qualifying. Awful Romeo. There we go. No more. I, I can't be asked. I mean, Bottas had damage. Joe was doing all right in, in the train, but then broke down. So, yeah. Awful Romeo. Moving on. I'm coining that, by the way. If anyone uses that on Twitter and gets numbers, then remember, I'm the one who came up with that, okay? You steal it, would I am. Steal it, but credit where credit's due, please. Haas, pretty, pretty bad. Kevin had decent pace, and Hulkenberg rolled the dice, but didn't pay off, did it? So I thought they were going to have a really good weekend. They didn't. Williams, Sergeant... Not a great weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Nothing special at P16 in the end, wasn't it? And um, Alex, no front wing end plate. Alex was, again, I criticise whoever. Like, I don't care if, if I like you or not. Like um, Alex was a bit silly sticking his nose up the inside. I think he just broke break too late. I don't think that was so much intentional. I think he just broke a bit too late. But sticking his nose on the inside of Piastri, that gap's always closing. Um, he's always going to get contact there. And yeah, that could have ended Oscar's race as well. Because um, I think that was, the knock-on effect of that caused the Bottas um, contact as well between Piastri and Bottas, I think. And um, yeah, so that was a bit bit foolish from Alex for me that that was that was on him for sure and um but all in all the pace considering again no front wing end plate he was just stuck in that train so couldn't really show anything just that that train man just killed so much of this race like I think that's why this is a two out of ten because we didn't even have a good scrap in the midfield because it was just everyone was stuck behind Ocon because you had you had the he was what running P8 and yeah you just had everyone stuck behind him so it was just it was just it was just so painfully mid. Um Alpha Tauri, look. If if the breeze doesn't shunt in qualifying, like again, Yuki got to Q3. Alpha Tauri bought quite a few upgrades this week, and it actually did well. I wanna double check. 
Did Nick DeVries, I'm sure he said it himself, didn't he? Didn't Nick DeVries say himself, yeah, Nick DeVries dismisses rookie status. Wait, yes. AlphaTauri, not a rookie. AlphaTauri technical director Jody Eggington has declared Nick DeVries as not a rookie. What else has he said? Um, Nick DeVries believes he's ready for the switch to F1. Where does it say? Where's the word rookie? Image search. That's rookie status. Where's it say? What's the, what's the quote? Okay, he said, in terms of Formula 1 mileage, if you actually would count it, I don't think I'm better prepared than other rookies. Really? He's driven like every single F1 car. Um... But I think that's irrelevant to me whether I'm titled as a rookie or not. I'm very fortunate and probably a little bit older to have the opportunity. Yeah, and, and Jody Egerton is like, it's not a rookie. I mean, he's driving like a rookie. What can I say? He's not been very good. And um, I think Yuki's stepping up in performance has magnified um, Nick's issues. But I think he has been comfortably like, he's not had a good weekend at all. Like, Sargent's, you know, had some stinky moments, but he's had some really good moments. I mean, Bahrain opening lap, phenomenal. Um, Jeddah qualifying, again, if he doesn't drive over that line, he's out qualifying Alex. Um, how much of it, yeah, how much of it is Yuki dragging a tractor to P10, or how much of it is just that car's just all right in the midfield and Nick DeVries is underperforming? You know, it's hard to know which side it is, right? Um I see Helmut calling Liam during the summer break. Yeah, look, Nick DeVries needs to step it up. Like, he's not he's not a Red Bull junior. He's not come through the ranks. They've not got that allegiance to him like they will a Liam Lawson, who's doing very well in Super Formula, did very well in DTM, did very well in Formula 2. I think Liam's uh, ticks a lot of those boxes. You've got Awasa doing well, not great this weekend, but all in all, doing well in Formula 2. Halger doing very well in Formula 2. Fittipaldi was on the podium this weekend. Maloney's doing bits as well. Um... Has DeVries done better than Latifi? Oh, yeah, he's done a lot better than Latifi, come on. I mean, his pace hasn't been a mile off. DeVries' pace hasn't been a mile off. He's just made a few acts, like a few mistakes and he's been slow in qualifying. Um, so, yeah, bit of an L. Um, Lewis, mate, cheers for the 499. Appreciate it. What are your thoughts on um, Rebel team celebrating on the pit wall even though teams have been told not to do it? I don't believe that's true, Lewis. Basically, you still can go to the pit wall and celebrate, but you need to have like one foot on brick or something. Like you can't, I think it's that you can't climb up the fence or something. Basically, you can still do it, but you can't be as like proper hanging over the car. Yeah. As it's like going underneath you. Like they're, they're, they're just, they've, they've wound it back a bit, but you can still go up to the thing and celebrate. So... Yeah, I, I think that's that's the change. They've not completely gotten rid of it. Um, yeah, exactly. They used the proper windows, didn't climb the fence, all that. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, Nick needs to turn it on. He needs to turn it on sharpish because you know that Red Bull have no issue whatsoever changing a driver mid-season. They have absolutely no problem. No, no uh, fear about doing that. So... Um, so yeah, Alpha Terry, Nick DeVries, pull your finger out. McLaren, obviously there was a lot lauded of these upgrades that have come. The changes to the floor, mostly to the floor. Um, two changes to rear wing as well, I think it was. One of three 
significant upgrades that's come in. And I think Lando, again, Lando thought he should have been P4 in qualifying. Wasn't really able to show his pace in the sprint because he was on a soft tyre and it was a terrible tyre. And wasn't really able to show his pace in the race because he was stuck in stuck in the train behind Ocon and Hulkenberg. You know, it's one thing being stuck behind one car, but when you've got both cars going long on their hard tyre, then, well, Hulkenberg's always got DRS. So it just makes it even more difficult and it's the trademark DRS train. So, yeah, it weren't really able to show it. Piastri, yeah, obviously Piastri's not been well and, yeah, I, he's, he did okay, but I think all things considered, it maybe wasn't the track for McLaren to really get the most out of these upgrades. Baku's such a unique circuit, isn't it? Like, compared to the rest of the... Like, it's got such this stupidly long straight and then just really slow, like, 90-degree corners pretty much is the track. So... You know, maybe these upgrades will come into their own at a track like Catalonia or maybe even Miami, because um, that's a little bit more flowing um, at times anyway. But yeah, yeah, not um, yeah, drag's still not great exactly, so they're going to struggle. Jose, you don't love me. You don't love me. I'm just a man on the internet. Lando hates Baku, does he? Didn't know that. But yeah, not great for McLaren. Not not terrible. At least they got a couple of points to walk away, take home with them. Right, okay. Um, main screen. Going to see intro once again. Wow, we've actually gone for an hour, 12 minutes. What have I missed? Um, sprint. Yeah, I guess I should talk a bit about the sprint, shouldn't I? Um, so, obviously I've been thinking of what we got you know i came away from saturday disappointed for sure i definitely again I, I don't think this format is is the right format i think they need to change it up and for me you know again we're not going to get away from from friday competitive running that that's going to be a thing that that's and, and i'm not fundamentally against that original sprint format was better I, the one thing the original sprint format had was at least everyone would go full send push at the sprint race because that's where you start for the race. So you're incentivized to push. But then I didn't feel like there was anyone who fully threw in the towel in the sprint. Really? And yeah, maybe it was just because Baku isn't well supported for the sprint. Look. I think a happy medium. My biggest issue is that okay, there's two things. So issue number one, sprint qualifying doesn't feel unique, distinct, different enough. Sprint, like It feels the same. It, feel, it doesn't feel any different. It feels a little bit different, but it doesn't feel different enough. The medium tire, one compound, push lap, cool down, push lap. That was nice. I quite like that. It feels a bit F2-esque. That was cool. It's fine. Just do that. Do that session for 15 minutes. Make it a bit longer. Then top 10 go through. Bottom 10 knocked out. They start the sprint in their position. And then them, the top 10 at the end, get them to do one shot. Make it different. Make it feel unique. Like the broadcast. It just felt the same. That, that Q3 just felt exactly the same. SQ3 felt exactly the same as normal Q3. It felt the same. So, 
for me, I think uh, sprinkling a one shot in that makes it a little bit different. Also, I think, you know, having the cars under park firmly from Friday onwards, it just like there's no scope for the cars to and the teams to adjust their setup from the sprint to the race to make it at least a bit different. Like obviously, if Hulkenberg and you know Hulkenberg and Ocon, you know, broke part Fermi to change their car and then that started from the pit lane. Just let everyone just have like you learn what you can from the sprint and then you see if you can adjust at least that. Rather than if you've got a carbon copy setup on on the Saturday sprint as you have on the Friday and um, Sunday race, then you can't be surprised to get like the same results. At least give the teams a chance to all right, let's change the setup a bit. Maybe you'll improve. Maybe you'll not make a difference. Maybe you'll make it worse. You know? Like, I just think there's no... I, I think if you, if you did those two things, I think that's a step in the right direction. And also, maybe the, the sprint... The sprint's either a bit too long or it needs a mandatory pit stop in the middle. I'm inclined to say mandatory pit stop. Because the thing is, right, with a mandatory pit stop in a sprint race, that race, because that race is so much shorter, you're given less chance, less chance for these gaps to really open up. So your pit, your the timing of your pit is going to be way more tricky to to nail because you don't want to pit into traffic. You know what I mean? So I, I think use my version of the sprint sprint quality, mandate a pit stop in the sprint race, and allow changes outside of part Fermi between the sprint race and the Sunday race. Those three things, F1, I know you're watching Stefano, do it, do it, do it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think that would sort it. I don't, I don't think reverse grids, like, as, I think that's fine for F2, I don't want to see reverse grids in F1. That that's that's too much for me, but um, yeah, F two and Ollie Behrman were more entertaining than the whole F one weekend exactly. If you're looking for entertaining racing, just watch F two every weekend because F two is quality as is F three as well. But F two unreal, especially in the sprint race. That was well, that was chaos. But even the feature race, they kept it clean, but it was very entertaining. It was it was good racing, good quality racing, for sure. Um, you can't just have one practice if someone gets an engine issue twenty minutes in like Gasly weekend in the mud due to that. Eh, yeah, but I mean, whose whose fault is it? It's got he's got an en engine issue, making an engine that doesn't have an issue. You know what I mean? Like that's 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 what happens. I mean, I wouldn't be against like making the um, making if you're gonna have one practice session, maybe make it like an hour and a half, make it a bit longer. I wouldn't mind that. Um, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe make FP one a little bit longer, make it like a half hour longer. Friday qualifying keepers is change the sprint qualifying to what I said. Mandate a pit stop in the sprint race. Allow car changes outside of part firmly between the sprint and the race. Right. Sorted. Done. Finished. I have fixed the sprint. Confirmed. Thank you everyone for coming. Appreciate you all taking the time. Appreciate everyone who doesn't typically catch the streams as well. Um, who's here. So thank you. Freaky. Gustavo. Um, Cal. Sam. SC. Matt. Melissa, Ward, Liam, Sud, Sean, Salim, Moon One, Farida, Anarid, Ryan, Ali, Will, Jamie, Salmon, Cakes, Polita, Oscar, Simbru, 
Clarky Boy, Francis David, Dr. Softy, Dominic, Yard Animal, Callum, Dimitri, Thomas, Alex, Liam, Daniel, Raymond, Panza, Patrick, Jared, Sam, Ivanosaurus, Sletton, Daniel, Faster Than Jesus, Not Yet, Lemon, Ronan, B, T, O, J, J, Rod, Pranav, Farida, Chris, Pankin, F, J, T, Y, and Joy Sebastian. I will catch you in the week, my next video. I've got a couple of ideas. I'm not sure which one I'm going to go for, actually. No, I think I know what I'm going to go for. I think I've got a good one. Cook him. Um, I've got a bunch of ideas. Got some good ideas get written down. It's just having the time to execute. But I've got my track day tomorrow, so wish me luck. Hopefully I don't crash at the end of my life. Um, pleasure as always. Minton's in bed. I'm going to bed now. Thanks again. Have a good drink quarter. Bye, everyone.